Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Always aggravated, a Mike Valenti signature podcast. And welcome in. Uh, week 7,000 here of Always Aggravated uh, on a Tuesday morning. Uh, this is our pre-breakfast recording. I'm always excited when you have the <laughs> the allure of scrambled eggs and sausage uh, following a taping. And Mike, you never go the lunch route. It's always breakfast always for you, breakfast. correct? Because I always, I always kind of go back and forth. Sometimes I get breakfast, sometimes I get lunch, but you are strict on breakfast. Breakfast. I, I love breakfast. I would have breakfast any time of day if I could. I yeah. would I would live in a country that only allowed breakfast. Yeah, that's good. Yes, <laughs> as if dinner food never existed. Yeah, like a, a forced pancake social. I would I would absolutely uh, advocate for breakfast only. Um, we got a lot of ground to cover, and I I, I called a late audible here because we have to start with Roberto. Oh come on! Um, I have some football I want to discuss and Dave Richard, but now I, I heard something about Roberto, and and I know that you're guilty. I know that Sully's guilty, and I know deep down David's guilty. <laughs> I know that I am not guilty. Mm. And here's what it is, and it's very simple. Sodomy. <laughs> not <laughs> the answer. Jeez. Uh, oh, my gosh. All man. right. Well, that's been another episode of Always Aggravated. The issue at hand here. And I need you guys to pro and con this out because I think it is one of the most nonsensical human activities out there. Uh, I think it is something where people waste their time and I don't get the pro and con of it. Someone needs to explain the cider mill. <laughs> now, I was told firsthand knowledge by someone who works here. They saw Roberto, and again, for our non-Metro Detroit listeners... We got cider mills, man, and people freak the fuck out over these things. And they take their Saturdays or Sundays and trek, because there ain't no goddamn cider mill in a metropolis. And they go out here, and they, I don't know, they take a hayride and play with pumpkins, and they get that awful concoction known as apple cider. And then <laughs> oh, apple cider on. sucks. Oh. And then they get the, the cider donut, which is only good if it's hot while you're there. I digress. I was told that Roberto, who complains he never has time, he's always busy, what about all the side hustles I got, that you were in line for over an hour <laughs> to purchase apple cider. The, these What? These cider mills get so packed. I, I would have to say, if they're only open for two, what, two and a half months a year, they must make millions oh, of dollars. It's insane. So, you know... I had some stuff to do in the morning. I had to close our pool. I'm working and stuff. And so it turned, you know, now it's like maybe like 
2 o'clock, 1.30, 2 o'clock. On a? Sunday. You know what you're supposed to be doing at 2 o'clock on a Sunday? Watching football. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can act like a man. Well, the, the guy that uh, saw me there should have been uh, watching it more than me. But well, I digress. <laughs> we got after him live on radio right. when I heard That's this nice. well, salacious thank rumor. Thank you. That so, makes you feel better. But no, what happens is, you know, we get in the carts 1.30 or so, and my wife's like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. We should, you know, you got to get there like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. Like, what? 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 Like, who cares what time you go? Sure enough, traffic is like a mile backed up. Mm -hmm. You, you got to park two miles away and walk, and then the line is the longest line ever just to get cider and donuts. I wouldn't wow. park a mile away and wait in that type of line to go to game three of the ALCS tonight in New York. I wouldn't do it. But you do it to go buy fucking cider and Overrated donuts. <laughs> and Explain this to me. Well, you know the kids love that. The, the, the hot donuts are good. I will say, when you get those, that is they're amazing. It's well, they are very good. They time are out. amazing. So, time out. What else do you do at a cider mill? Uh, they have like a little petting zoo there with like <laughs> llamas, and then they have this trail. Hey, right. This like mile long trail that you can walk, and you know, there's a little river that goes through at this particular cider mill. You get apples. And, uh, yeah, you, you pick your apples. Mm -hmm. You get oh, uh, oh, oh yes, because I all caramel I apples. A, I have a huge need for buckets of apples. <laughs> I could go to the <laughs> fucking market and get all the apples I want. I'm gonna go to the grocery store tonight. I could buy apples now. And then here's the other problem: is that I don't get it. You know, with my obsessive compulsiveness, and you know. Uh, I feel, you know, my I have some stomach digestive issues. We don't need to get into that. But the problem is, is that I can't enjoy it like everyone else. I can't sit there and eat 10 donuts and a gallon of cider. Well, who eats 10 and, donuts? And, and all they got there is Porta Johns. <laughs> it's mm. not fun. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm serious. Do a pro and con list. This is one of the human activities where there's one pro. And cider donuts. The cons, everything else. And then, and then think about this. Mm -hmm. So... Everybody that's in line, say there, when I was there, there was a hundred, at least a hundred people waiting in line to get in. All those people are spending $25, 30 $35 so a piece. It's a, it's a, a, a money-making gold, gold mine. That's a gold mine. But why do people do it? What is the allure? You it's, can get cider at your grocery store. You can get apples at your grocery store. And the cider donuts won't be as good. I think cider donuts are horribly overrated. I think donuts are horribly overrated. <laughs> donuts are one of the few foods on planet Earth that literally has no nutritional value. I know, value. with those hot ones that go in the bag, like the grease is on the outside oh, of the bag. yes. That's pretty good. Now, the other thing that's bad, too, is that, so I'm waiting in line. My wife and kids, I just say, you know, you guys go walk around. I'll wait in the line. Oh, is this where you play good dad? <laughs> good spouse? Got it. So I wait in the line, and then there's this woman behind me. Oh, man. And she is just that, 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 that. I mean, she didn't stop talking for five seconds to her mother or whatever's next to her. So I was like, and then we went to this restaurant last night, and I ordered the better than the cheese, and then, I don't know what I might, and then, you know, I don't know, she's talking about getting a dog, and I don't think it's a good idea, and, you know, oh but then we went to this God. one place, and blah, blah, blah. I, 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 wanted, I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to go nuts. I, look, I, I, go ahead. Name for me to prose of this, because Sully does this bullshit with his girlfriend every weekend. David, Not every week. <laughs> David, you're acting I think like I, went, I, I, get, I do once a year. Yeah, once, once a year, I go. I don't get it. I talked to my wife about it. I, I said, am I wrong? I said, do you have this 
burning inner desire for me to take you to the cider mill. She goes, not really. I go, okay, this is why I love you. Like, I, I we look at people who go to the cider mill <laughs> as complete assholes. The lines are crazy. I, you know, and then and then we're, on the way there, we're, I was talking to my wife, and she's like, you know, did your uh, did your parents never took you to the cider mill as a kid? I go, no. No. I never even knew what it was. I didn't know what a cider mill was when I, didn't I was know a kid. They I didn't go to the cider mill until I was in my late 20s. That's what I mean about Metro Detroit, What? Though. I mean, I was, I kid, I was a kid either, from David. the east side. Like, if you we don't have this shit in you, New York. If you told me what uh, Washington Township was, you might as well ask me if I want to go to Mars. Yeah. Well, where's that? Canada? <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't, this is the problem I have, though. Guys like David, guys like Sully, oh, like, I'm from Metro Detroit. You guys don't realize how fucking weird you are. Oh, I know oh, I'm weird. Uh, oh, I know I'm weird. It's ridiculous. It's about the scenery. It's about mean, the smell of it. You mean to tell me. That on a, a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday, that I'm supposed to take my time, drive to the middle of nowhere, park in the woods, walk, walk a mile, get your shoes all muddy, wait in line that would make the Van Wick Expressway mm-hmm. on, on a Friday <laughs> afternoon look like free flowing traffic, all to buy overpriced items that I could get at my grocery store. Mm. And you're going to try to make sense of that for me. Yeah, I do it once a year, sometime in November. And with technology now, I just take my phone, take my iPad while I'm in line, while I'm enjoying everything. I can still watch Michigan, whatever's (laughs) going on. I don't go on Sundays. I don't do that. Well, yeah, I I was told that, that, like, you know, if you want to get this stuff, you want the cider and donuts, whatever, go there on, like, a weekday. Go there on, like, a Tuesday or something. And you can just, you can walk right in. I've done that. On a Wednesday, just go in and get what you need, and you're out. But there's, like, this nostalgic relationship people have, and I don't get it. Like that, you know, like the, the the one place we went to has like the historical sign there, you know, mm-hmm. here in eighteen sixty three, blah 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 blah. Um, you get to watch, you get to watch the ducks in the in river the, or the, the river. pond. Do they have the bar there with the hard apple cider and the you know cider flavored beer or whatever? Too? <laughs> Probably. Hold on, hold on, time out. Oh, and time they have out. the corn. They have the hey. corn on the cob. Hey, and- Willie Whiteclaw, you're not allowed to make fun of what anybody. <laughs> so you need to just stifle. Uh, Why was I making fun of it? The corn yeah, was I heard good. the tone in your voice. Do they have the? Uh, the where they have that bar with the frozen cider? It's the best part of the cider movie. You go, you get dragged there. You got to at least have a drink and have be you, able to get drunk. So a let me bit. ask you a question. What happens if you just say no? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you can say no. Well, then you Why just, can't, you're a curmudgeon. You're no, a no, no, no. If you, if you tell your wife, honey, I love you and I'll do almost anything for you, but as Meatloaf once famously said, I will do anything for love, <laughs> but I will not. I won't do that. Yeah, that was sodomy. We were talking about no, that. No, that, that was the cider mill. <laughs> I don't know why any man would want to go to a cider mill on a college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday. Okay, Sully, so your girl wants to go. Have you taken her yet? No. Honestly, oh. no. Not this year. We went We went uh, once last year. And well, I, think, I believe, Mike, I think it was on a uh, It was a Saturday morning. Uh, to be honest, I, I think it was a couple hours before, even like 10 a.m., 11 a.m., right before, before kickoff. The, right yeah, before the, the kickoffs. Guy, anyway, I don't even guy, think I missed football. The guy I ran into there had his sunglasses on, oh, holding hands with his girl. I know. What he didn't realize looked he like was... a Bob Dylan album cover. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was so excited to tell me that he saw you there, he didn't realize he incriminated himself. I said, Well, why the fuck were you there during a football game? 
I said, isn't your job to watch football? I asked that. I said, you, you did the show today, right? He goes, he goes yeah. well, I got my phone. I was streaming. I go, sure you were. Oh, the Lions aren't playing until Monday night. No, I, I'm good today. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Oh. I, I just, like I said, I had to, I had to spend now, a couple of minutes on this because I, I, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm dead inside. It right. makes me feel like I'm flawed, but I don't get it. My wife doesn't get it. The only reason I would do it is now... Like, if, if I had to play the role of Uncle Mike and I would take uh, my niece or my nephews, okay. It's fun for them to feed the animals. Fine, yeah, that's fun. but understand, Uncle Mike has a time limit. So here's the deal. The <laughs> I got meter, yelled at for looking at my watch. The meter's running. <laughs> wow. Like, if you want me to be Uncle... Now, I would do it, but... What's your, I, what, are you, 90 minutes? I, I would prefer to be in and out in 60 minutes. <laughs> That isn't going to happen. No, That's not going to happen. <laughs> yes, it. it can. Now, here's the thing, though. I can't so, do it. So selfishly, while we're there, I have to think of what do I? What am I getting out of this? Because you know, I'm 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 out of my mind. There's nothing. You're, so, you're no, be but 50 I'm thinking bucks in the hole the way your kids eat. Right. So you that, feed your kids like kings. Right. So yes, we, he does. So, right. So we did that, and then He's I had to serving think. his kid lobster tail on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's eating thinking, oatmeal out of a bag. He's <laughs> eating a fucking crab cake. I'm thinking. Uh, no, I'm thinking that on our way home we must pass. One of our favorite wood-fired oven pizza places. Are you thinking of the... I can't say the place. I know. You do. know what I'm talking about. Are you thinking about. of the place that would rhyme similar to ravioli? Yes. Oh. So you're driving, though, right? Yeah. So you just make the route. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we go there. Baby. But here's the problem, though. How many carbs can Roberto <laughs> right. eat so a two-hour period? It, wasn't, it, was almost, it was almost 4 o'clock. So a little too early for dinner, too late for lunch. It's kind of a bad time. To be eating pizzas. But we did it. We <laughs> ordered a couple and sat there and ate and had a Peroni and uh <laughs> and then went home you, and immediately passed out. Hold on, you talked about stomach issues that you have and you're just Yeah, but those things you have to just you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But see, man. I compare the cider mill to like how I feel about a funeral. What? Oh no, come on. Come on. Like funeral no, like I don't like going to a funeral. I, I like I grew up Italian where like you displayed a dead body for like six days and you're supposed to go like all six days. Six days. No, I mean it's two whole days. It's asinine. Mm. But like you 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 know you should go to pay your respects because it's a socially acceptable thing to do, much like you know you should go to the cider mill with your wife because that's just what you're expected to do. But neither feels right. Like what good does it do me to go and tell you what you already know? <laughs> I, I like so, I am sorry that your your blank passed away. <laughs> Clearly I'm sorry. You're my friend. I'm here in a suit on a Tuesday night. <laughs> this isn't good for anybody. I feel terrible for you, but I don't feel even remotely right being here because here's what happens and it's much like what I imagine the cider mill to be. There's this artificial small talk. No. You go to a wake Which or a I funeral. Which I am so bad at. Wait, like, and, and, and you're there, and you've paid your respects, and I'm not a religious man, so it's not like I say the rosary at the casket. You you shake hands, you give a hug if you personally really know the person well, and okay, that the deed is done, so to speak. Now you're standing there, because if you leave, you're an insensitive asshole. But if you stay, you're forced into these weird conversations, and they're like, so, how about those lions? And you're like, wait, I'm not, 
I'm not talking football with you. There's a dead body over there. And then it's it's the same thing at the cider mill, though, that, that, that you go there. And, and you're, okay, kids, we're going to let's get our apples, and you get the apples. Now you're in line for an hour. You can't sit there in silence. What the fuck do you talk about? Oh, isn't it a beautiful day? It sure is. Man, it smells nice here, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Not Except really. the llama just took a shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but my point is, the situation itself is something that society expects of me that I don't want to deliver on. But who's wrong? Them or us? Because now that you mention it, I would look around there and I would see a, a man and a woman, a couple, maybe who had their dog, no kids, and they're just... Sitting, 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 sitting forever. They'd have no problem sitting there for two and a half I hours think the people that looking hang, at the water. The people that hang out at wakes and funerals are the same people who hang out at the cider mill. I think they're sociopaths. <laughs> there must be something there. Think about the people who start treating a wake like a social event. Now, there was a guy there, too, that uh, we were sitting on like this log and the kids were eating their corn on the cob. Oh, Jesus and this guy backed his truck in next to where we were sitting. He has a blazer on. What? And he, t- oh, you know, he looks like he appears to be on a date. So he takes his girl out, and they go and they get a bunch of food. They bring it back, and then they eat lunch together in like the hatchback of the truck. Oh my God! <laughs> I see that a lot there. I, I do. I see that a lot. I just. I'm just such a uh, introverted nutcase that I just I could never see myself just. Listen, I wish I was a guy that could just let loose and go with the flow and, hey, time doesn't matter. No, it always it's, matters. You know, no, it matters. It always matters. There's, I, I always have a problem. I think, too, the, well, and it's like I'm going to do this on next week's episode. Is like I can no longer go to NFL football games. I went to the Giants and Vikings last weekend as kind of the back end of the West Point trip. Mm. I, I have just gotten to a point where I don't hate people. Like I don't start my day saying I hate everyone. I don't. It's their actions that make me hate them. <laughs> I cannot be at an NFL stadium surrounded by NFL guy. And I'm going to do a detailed top to bottom on this because the Giants come here next weekend. And I've got everybody in my life going, oh, bro, like, are you going to go see the G-Men? I'm like, no. Just saw him in New York. I can't handle Giant fans, much less handle you people. Like, I just, I'm going to tell you some stories from my day at the Giants game that you're not going to, maybe you will believe. And maybe it's, again, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just not prepared for this world. I can't handle people. Like what Roberto just said, I can't let shit go. When I see objectively stupid people acting objectively stupid, it it, it ruins my day. <laughs> and yeah, my wife, t- my wife says to me, why do you have that scowl on your face? I go, I don't know. I I don't mean to have it. I you just have it because I'm so you can't. It's not good enough if you just go. You have to go and you have to be happy. You have to per- have a smile on your face. You can't. It's not just good enough just to go and, and buy the kids all the donuts. Oh, no. You, donuts. I, you, you would rather me not be there and <laughs> See, <laughs> be depressed. You, you got to go. You got to try to change that facial expression. I know. You think well, when well, I go, I'm happy? Listen. No, I'm not. But it doesn't show on my face. I, I, You're I, happy I, when you get those donuts. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I take my medication. I don't know. Michael, 
Mike, would you rather spend 90 minutes at the cider mill or go to the Lions Giants game for four hours? 90 minutes at the cider mill. Really? Okay. Because at least that point I could throw myself in the creek and hope it takes me. Oh. Would you rather be at Lambeau last night with the no. Packer fan? No. No. I- I'll take the cider mill because I can put earbuds in and hope no one notices. Just walk around. But no, I, I just I had to ask because it makes me feel like either I'm dead inside or I'm the smartest guy in the room and I'm the only one who sees the absurdity of all of this. You don't like a nice apple pie? Nah, I don't care about none of that. It don't do shit for me. You never buy apple pie? No. Keep it in the house? I don't eat sugar. I what am I? What am I going to do, Roberto? What else they have there? Like popcorn like, oh, come and caramel on, we're not corn doing and all that. Menu here. <laughs> apple turnovers. Yeah, they have the stuff. caramel apples, the candy apples. The problem is apples are totally overrated. No, no totally. come on. They don't hold a candle to a peach. Oh my no, God. Ooh, I love peaches. I'm not doing some fruit ranking. I, I like a nice you. warm apple pie. No, I love peaches. Yeah, you also love the movie America. <laughs> Pie. I know. I wouldn't be shocked if you've been uh, experimenting in the kitchen. <laughs> Rank your favorite pies, Roberto. Uh, that, that sounds like <laughs> some, uh, that, apple no, pie. No, no, no. don't, don't, no, no, please. You're, he's walking right into it. I know. It. Let's move mine. along. You want to get away, relax, and simply have a good time? Yes, yes, I do. It's called living in Detroit. But look, get to the D, Las Vegas. Get to Vegas. Doesn't matter where you live. It's fabulous to go to Vegas any time of year, especially football season. The D, completely renovated. You enjoy all the comforts of a Vegas hotel without the big bill. The gaming, the nightlife. Roberto, I know you love the bar. Very exciting for you. The long bar is there. And the D has a lot going on. Their brand new sports book. All right, Roberto, control yourself. They've got Circa Sports open down the street at their sister property, the Golden Gate, and much, much more. So stop in. You could be golfing right now and not wearing a dad sweater. Go to Vegas. Go to the D, Las Vegas. It's your home for sports in Vegas. The D.com to book your stay today. It's the D, Las Vegas. Now back to the show. Something happened in the NFL this weekend, and it it, it really bears discussion, and we can't do it on the, the day show. Um, I'm not going to get into LeBron, China, the hypocrisy yep. and idiocy of him. Um, I could do a two-hour pod on that. The, the, the NFL with the issue with Los Angeles, and, and I know Roberto may not notice this, and that's okay, but I know you two will. <laughs> yep. No, I mean, Roberto, it's okay. It, I know it's not your thing, but, <laughs> like, the NFL has a real issue on its hands, and it's—L.A. went 21 years without professional football. And by watching these games, the Rams were at home against the Niners, and the Chargers were, quote-unquote, at home against the Steelers— and no fans showed up. And the only thing worse than an empty stadium is a stadium dominated by the road team. Um, they were playing Renegade at the L.A. Chargers game, which is the Steelers' kind of theme, if you will. Yes. Uh, Niner fans took over the L.A. Coliseum. The issue I take is this. Stan Kroenke is one of the richest people in the United States with a net worth, I think, north of $6 billion. He primarily is paying for his stadium because he primarily owns the land it is being built on out by LAX in Inglewood. Kroenke wanted to take his team to L.A. It's a real estate play. It's his team. He can do what he wants. It's his stadium, right? The guy I have a real problem with, though, and it's a family I've had a problem with for a long time, is the Spanos family. Because the Spanos family has owned the Chargers forever. 
And whether it's Dean or Alex or whoever, it's a, I think it's third or fourth generation now who's owning the team. The Spanos family is is just an awful family because I, I, I loathe nothing more than cheap rich people. That drives me nuts. Like, I, I always think if I were a billionaire, I'd be an awesome billionaire <laughs> because I would spend money and I would do cool shit. But, like, the Spanoses have always been dirt cheap. They're like Mike Brown and the Brown family with the Bengals. Dirt cheap, don't pay their coaches, don't want to spend money on players. Uh, they'll never be at the forefront of a stadium or facility upgrades. <clears throat> always looking for a better deal. They basically act like the housewife who clips coupons and gets that real satisfaction out of saving 68 cents on the Mott's applesauce cups to put in their kids' lunches. <laughs> the span, th this is where the NFL, the Chargers cannot fill a 30,000-seat stadium. And the only people showing up are the opposition. The Chargers, look, we all think San Diego is amazing, and it is. Unbelievable city. But it's a small market. It's like Buffalo. Or it's like Green Bay, or no offense, David, it's like Pittsburgh. Those mm -hmm. are niche markets that have the market cornered on the discretionary income and the attention span of their fans during football season, right? San Diego is the same thing. There are no Charger fans in LA. Mm -hmm. People who live in San Diego like the Chargers. People who like the Chargers are not in great mass in Los Angeles. It's it's just the Chargers are not a brand. They are a local product. And I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm going to bring this to you guys and you tell me if I'm out of my mind. But this is where if I were a fellow owner, I would be so pissed off at the Spanos family and I would be so embarrassed by the Spanos family that I along with the other 31 self-respecting owners in the league, would force the Spanos family to sell. I would force them to get rid of the Chargers. Or pack your shit, swallow your pride, and get your asses back down the highway and get back down to San Diego. Yeah. Okay? Figure it the fuck out. But this is ridiculous. They can't fill a little soccer stadium. What makes you think next year in Stan Kroenke's new palace— where they're nothing more than the redheaded stepchild, they're the tenant. Do you know what that's going to look like? Not only will it be all opposing fans, it's going to be empty. I, I just I wanted to add because this weekend, without the Lions playing, I was able to devote even more attention. Unlike other people I work with who are at the fucking cider mill, <laughs> I was able to just really lock in on more. And guys, this LA situation is a massive yeah. problem, and the Rams. It's their it's their show, it's their it's their stadium and their owners fronting a ton of money. The Chargers really need to go. They either need to be contracted or they need to be moved or Spanos needs to sell. Do you guys care at all about this or am I rambling like an old man with dementia? Yeah, no, I it's it's certainly something where you watched every week and and I've just thought to myself, wow, there is absolutely zero home field advantage at all for the Chargers. This looks like a total a total mess. Um and it's funny that you bring this up too, Mike, because I have a, I actually have a friend, Siren, um and I introduced you to him. He he was in Vegas. He came by our broadcast in Vegas. A friend of mine actually does, he's in premium sales for the Chargers. Premium sales for the Chargers and ultimately the uh, 
the brand new LA Entertainment Center, the whole thing that they're building, whatever. And really smart guy, worked in Manhattan, moved over to LA for this job. And he he's talked to me before about the challenges that they have of selling on the on the at the corporate level, certainly, and, and just premium sales in general. Every single time you watch a game on TV, there's just nothing but other fans there. And I think it's clear that San Diego was the right place for this team. And, and I, why they look, they should not have stripped that franchise from San Diego. Ultimately, what was what was funny on the game this past Sunday with my Steelers there watching it. Um, then I also decided to listen a little bit on Westwood One. I don't know why. Um, yeah, why? The, I, I don't know. The first drive. <laughs> that's a real. See, that's a real man. The first drive. That's what he should be doing. You just hear defense, defense, defense. Yep. And I stopped, and I'm like, hold on. The Steelers are on defense. What is going on here? That stadium. I would say I'm bad at estimations. Seventy percent Steelers fans. Like, there is no fan base for the Chargers David, in L.A. if you're another owner, wouldn't you be pissed off at the Chargers? Wouldn't you go, mm-hmm. dude, you are embarrassing all of us? Or do you just, I, I don't know, are you in your land of delusion? I would I would forcibly try to get the Chargers. I'd, I'd get the Spanos family to sell. Mm-hmm. I would get them out, man. I mean, I, I just, they've been bad for decades. They've been cheap for decades. Yep. I, I, I just, to me, why, why not band together and go, look. Every, do you know you'd get someone to pay a record amount of money for an NFL franchise with the promise that they could move it wherever they wanted to move it? Move it to San Antonio, who's clamored for a team for a long time. I don't care. Take the fucking thing to Toronto. I don't give a shit. But you figure it out. The, 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 the optics of what's going on in Los Angeles are so Mickey Mouse. It's so small market. And look, it just lends itself again. L.A. never wanted football. Mm-hmm. It's a transient population. There's so much stuff to do in L.A. You, you got the option of going to the beach on a Sunday or sitting with a pack of animals who want to stab and fight and, and, and kill each other and, and yell at each other. And I'll give you more examples of that regarding my trip to Giant Stadium, MetLife. But, like, the, the NFL fan is an obnoxious, violent sort of drunk. And it's like, wait, I could go to the beach or I could spend my day with these people who some of which probably need to be institutionalized. Uh, it's just you're never you're never going to get a diehard fandom there. And it's 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 ridiculous that not only one team is there, but now a second. Mm-hmm. It's just insane to me. I, I can't it'd be the equivalent of the Buffalo Bills moving to like New York City. There would be no appetite for it. None. The Bills are a local product. Certain brands, you could move the Dallas Cowboys to fucking Mars, and they'd have a full building. The Steelers could leave tomorrow and begin playing home games in Omaha, Nebraska. They'd have a full building. The Chargers are a niche local product. It was never going to work. It's not working now. Yep. I just The NFL must do something because the optics of NFL LA are horrible. Well, I honestly don't think the NFL cares that much. The timing of it worked out so well for Kroenke to get make to build that stadium in L.A. because it's going to be a part of the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles. It really was never, to me, about an NFL team. It was about building a stadium to be a part of 
the Olympics. So now when NBC covers the Olympics, you hear this is the home of the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Chargers. Like the NFL marketing gets pushed out because they're there at their stadium. I think that's what they care about. And I believe that after the Olympics are gone, one or both of those teams will be out of L.A. The Chargers should be. I really believe that one or both of those teams, the Chargers for sure, should be out of there. But I don't think the fans in San Diego want them back. Yeah. They've alienated the fan base. What a mess. Big power. They're at it again. It's simple. They don't care about you. They'll leave you in the dark. Power outages, what do they care? Your problem will be fixed in? Who the hell knows? And you have to sit there. Stop renting your power. Own it. Go to Power Home Solar. They make it easy to switch. They hook you up with battery storage. So there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark. Because you're not in the dark. You own your power. Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in the state. One of the top solar installation companies in the nation. Power Home installs American-made panels, 30-year warranty. So you, yep, you guessed it, own your power. You don't rent it. Guys, it's simple. You want to see if solar is right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com, or you simply give them a call, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. You schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, our next guest, it is our weekly feature. He, he is a man who enjoys his morning banana and oatmeal. He is credited with the creation of the Pylon Cam and two-quarterback league format. He is CBS Sports' Dave Richard. David, how are you? I am doing excellent, Mike. Always great to talk to you on the always aggressive pod. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm excited. I, I am 6-0. I, I am on that in a, wow. di- a dynasty league. Tough to do. Um, but th- there are so many questions. And I, I want to start with one of your preseason love affairs because I feel like this guy's kind of toast. Um, Damian Williams, two touches, both in the first quarter, one of which is a touchdown. But David, what, what do we do with, with Damian Williams here? But, but, but he scored a touchdown. (laughs) Great. Great. He's Mike Tolbert. What, what do we do with this guy? Uh, the Chiefs might take Mike Tolbert right now. Uh, look, it's, it's very frustrating week to week with this Chiefs run game, no one back tends to get even 50% of the snaps. So they're using three guys uh, quite liberally. And I I think LaShawn McCoy is the one who looks the best. So he's probably the one that you'd feel the best about, but even he's not even good enough to be a consistent number two fantasy running back for the rest of the way. I think that Damian Williams, probably more of a number three, maybe on the number two fence in PPR, but uh, not not quite the guy that we thought he would be. Uh, I think that the injury that he suffered early on in this season is really going to be something that kind of crushes his value the whole rest of the way. Words that make me sick as I say them, but are we buying Carlos Ooh, Hyde? <laughs> Do you know that I was, in, I was in an expert draft and I refused to say his name when I drafted him? Yeah, I'll take I went up to the, <laughs> I went like... up to the draft board pointed at his sticker, and then pointed at my spot on the draft board and then sat back down in my chair. (laughs) But you got to give credit where it's due, man. He's playing really well. He's going to be the lead back for Houston. Um, The offensive line for the Texans was coming along nicely, and then Titus Howard got hurt last week. Yes, I'm curious to see what that line looks like in the next coming weeks. You can get away with using Hyde 
as a low-end number two running back for the time being. I actually got into a, a mini-argument on Twitter, believe it or not. Can you believe that there's arguments on Twitter about what his value is rest of the season? Because I do the trade chart each week for CBSSports.com, and he is not rated very high on there. And people are not going to be willing to give up a lot and trade for Carlos Hyde. So he's one of those guys that, you know, maybe he's good for nine or ten fantasy points per week, whether that's PPR or non-PPR. He really doesn't catch the ball that much. But people don't want to pony up for him because they don't really believe in him. So if you've got Carlos Hyde, you've got a running back you can start, but I don't think you're going to get much in trade for him. You can't feel great about him moving forward. No, he's you know what it is? He's a guy who can kind of keep the line moving where you look at your lineup every week, and he's not a guy, you know, hopefully he's not a guy who ends up with two points, but he's not going to end up with 20. Give you the 9 or 10, keep the line moving. He's a perfect complement if you have a superstar as your number one back who you know can give you the explosive week. Hyde's just a dude, and you hope to God he gets you 8, 9, or 10. Yeah, and I think the Texans probably feel the same way about him. Um, I, I, well... I know you're a big tight end guy. I know you love the Kittles and the Ertz and and and, and you know I, I Kelsey a little bit hit or miss this year. I would guess the t- the touchdowns are coming, but settle this for me. The position's a complete mess. How many, not streamers, but how many week in week out guarantee starting tight ends are there right now? Uh, I'm looking at my rankings for this week. There's seven guys that I would say are are. No doubt about it, starters, and then you consider who's on by. Um, maybe that number expands to eight if you count Greg Olson, but the last three weeks have been bad for him. Yeah, see, I, so don't. I don't. Know how, I, I don't know how excited we are about Greg Olson as a must-start tight end. No. I think the number seven, Mike. Give me the names. Well, Travis Kelsey, George okay. Kittle, Zach Ertz. You know those guys. Stop with Ertz for a second. Stop with Ertz yeah, just for sure. one moment. How concerned are you? Because it, it doesn't look right with him. Well, we knew that the target share was going to go down in the first place. Right. I mean, they, they're trying to get their run game going. They, they made changes at their run game, and then they added Deshaun Jackson. He's not even playing right now. So I, I'm, I'm not surprised by the target share. I am surprised by the, the, the efficiency because he hasn't been very efficient. Certainly the touchdowns just haven't been there, but... That's been the exact same thing for Travis Kelsey. You just got to argue yep. that they are going to come. Give me the other tight ends. I want to hear this and see if one name I need to hear is on there. And, and there's a name I forgot. It's, it's a solid list of eight. So I said seven. I'm taking it back. I'm going to make it eight because Evan Ingram belongs on the list when he's healthy. Yes. Um, Hunter Henry belongs on the list. Austin Hooper belongs on the list. Andrews, Mark Andrews. Ah, the list. And then there's Darren the guy. Waller. Darren Waller, I think, also, yeah. especially in PPR, belongs. Yeah. A- Andrews, every week, it's funny, and, and it's something I always talk about. I care about consistency more than anything else. Every week, if you look at his targets, 10, 9, 8, 9, 9, 8, 9. It's, it's every week, part of the game plan. He's getting vertical shots. I wish he'd stop hurtling people. That's the consistency. It's just you love seeing it, especially at tight end, which is it's a nightmare position. And the problem is that there just there isn't a lot of consistency in fantasy football. Period. Yeah. At least we're getting it in in a, in, in a way with Mark Andrews and not PPR. He's been a little more frustrating because he had those two huge weeks to open the season and he hasn't hit double digits since then. 
but he's still just he's too good to pass up because of the potential. Preseason, I know you spent a lot of time with Heath and Adam and, and Jamie talking about the quarterback position and how many startable guys there were. And, and always preseason, you're like, I think there's 18 startable guys or 22. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here right now, and I would tell you, I don't view Jared Goff as a startable quarterback. He's a stream option to me. But just in your mind, your rankings, how many, I don't touch it, that's my that's my quarterback. How many quarterbacks are startable every week, guaranteed? I, that number will be more than the tight ends. I'm, I'm, again, looking at my rankings now. I think that number is at minimum nine, and there's probably going to be a couple that I'm not even thinking about that's uh, on by this week. Well, no, probably not because guys like Jameis Winston and Baker Mayfield are on by, and I don't think those guys are really starting. No. So, no, um, I would I would include Jared Goff in that list. Uh, I know that last week was just absolutely dreadful, and he hasn't looked quite good the last couple of weeks. But I still think volume is going to favor him, and the matchup this week against Atlanta. I would be stunned if he didn't bounce back this week against the Falcons. I think the Falcons defense forgot what sport they were playing last week. Um, I, they just they they just don't know what they're doing. It's why Dan Quinn's going to get fired. He's a defensive coach whose defense lacks any fundamentals, any schematic plan, and they don't they don't look like they're trying hard, Dave. Yeah, I, I want to start players against that defense for as long as humanly possible. So that's why I would still consider Jared Goff a don't-touch-him starter. Where are you with their backfield? Because obviously Gurley now, I think we're starting to see this the, a quad injury. You don't know if that's code for knee. But Malcolm mm-hmm. Brown, I know like by the analytics, he's one of the most elusive backs in the league. Daryl Henderson showed a little bit. Where are you at with that backfield? Uh, I'm pretty much at the place where it's week to week. Where if they tell me Todd Gurley's not going to practice, he's not going to play, um, fine. Malcolm Brown will be the guy. And Daryl Henderson, I think, deserves a little bit more of a look. He looked pretty good to me in yep. limited playing time. I thought he'd get a little bit more work, believe it or not. I also thought that the Rams would be far more competitive in the game. I, we, we could see more of Henderson if the Rams are going to continue this passing trend. You could see more of him going forward. I don't know if I would make him a priority off of your fantasy waiver wire, but he, he could end up being a guy that what do you have, like three catches on Sunday? That sounds Yeah, right it sounds me. right to me. Yeah, he could get three or four um, against Atlanta, and he might do more with them, and, and maybe that earns him some carries as well. They've got to start seeing what he can do and what he can contribute to this offense. All right, I'm going to start the rapid fire. You spend as much or as little time on these as you like, and you can laugh at any time if these suck. Ready? Okay, yes, sir. Is Jacoby Myers a possible playoff savior in fantasy football? Oh, it's way too soon to tell. Damn it. Like, he, he looks good. He looks good. And I'll tell you what, if, if you're counting on Josh Gordon or Philip Dorsett, or frankly, Julian Edelman, he could be kind of a handcuff receiver. We don't really talk about handcuff He receivers. plays the role, Dave. He looks like he, he knows what he's he doing does. out there. And you know something funny? So during the offseason, I, I scout college football players, and uh, Kelvin Harmon, was a guy that I watched a lot of film on, and Jacoby was his teammate. And so I'd watch, I'd watch Kellen Harmon, and he looked okay, but this, this other guy on the, on the team looked really, really good, and it was Jacoby Myers, and I wasn't even sure if he was draft eligible when I was watching. And then I found out he was, and I thought, well, this guy should get drafted. He's actually pretty good. And then he didn't even get drafted, and of course he lands with the Patriots, and now 
he's somebody that we're talking about in fantasy football. It's, it's, it's incredible how things work out sometimes. Is Tevin Coleman a viable RB2 the rest of the way? I'm going to say yes. I think he gets the most work. I haven't crunched the numbers from week six, but I know going into week six, uh, he had a thir- possible 13 red zone snaps that he could have played in that he was healthy for, and he played on eight of them. So I think he's their preferred option when they get near the goal line. I'm going to say yes to that. Okay. What is your concern level for Keenan Allen moving forward? It's it's fairly high, but there's not a whole lot I'm going to be able to do about it. I, I Could I trade him and get whatever I can in trade? Yes. Is somebody going to overpay for him? Well, I hope that happens with every trade I make. But in the case of Keenan Allen, if somebody's going to give me a really good receiver and another running back on top of it and trade for him, I would take it. I think the offensive line for the Chargers is a big problem. I think it's the reason why Melvin Gordon can't get going and why Austin Eckler started to struggle. And now you're adding Hunter Henry back into the mix, and he just seems to be a dump-off guy for Rivers more than anything else. But if that volume is there, it's kind of like with Darren Waller. If the volume is there, the numbers will follow. And he got some great end zone targets last week. So these are all things that will hamper Keenan Allen. I am positive he will have some good games. I don't know if he's going to get them. He's been bad the last three weeks. No. That streak, that skid, it's not really a streak, it's a skid. It could continue now for the next three weeks. He's at Tennessee, at Chicago, home against Green Bay. Eventually, he's due, he'll score, but I'm not so sure that the 120-yard two touchdown games are still in its future. No, I mean, it's. I, I would compare, Keenan Allen is the Joe Mixon of wide receivers. Because, again, I don't know how Joe Mixon's going to do anything on that team. Yeah, I'm way more nervous about Mixon than I am Keenan Allen. What do people do with Juju? Do they got to sit and spin? I don't think you're going to get anything in trade for him. Yeah, that's... I I, I think... I don't... If if sit and spin means start him each week regardless of matchup, the answer's no to that. I, I... I do believe that Mason Rudolph can give him some value and that he can be okay. But if, if it's Devlin Hodges, I, I think the Steelers have shown us who they are, Mike. Yeah. They want to lean on their run game. They want to lean on their offensive line, really. And that's just, it's going to hurt Smith Schuster. And if he's just not going to get the big types of targets that we thought he would, then it's a lost year. I've got I, a I do not Listen, I do not think people should go and trade for Smith-Schuster. No. I don't think that he can come off the mat and be a huge fantasy asset the rest of the way. I've got a couple of these. People with Nick Chubb asking sell high or keep and trust that Kareem Hunt coming back will not impact the production. What's your handle there? I, I My handle is Nick Chubb is doing absolutely nothing wrong to lose any semblance of the touches that he's been getting. I think he's a favorite of the coaching staff in Cleveland. I would be stunned if he starts losing touches to a dude who hasn't been with the team for the last two months. And when he was with the team, he wasn't exactly the picture of health or a superstar running back. Kareem Hunt is a good talent. Nick Chubb is a great talent. And I, I just can't see them saying, hey, Nick, you've done a great job. You're really the best part of our offense. Let's see what this dude who hasn't been with the team in two months is going to do now for us. And you just go take a seat. If anything, Kareem Hunt is a handcuff for Nick Chubb. Do not buy into him based on what he's done in the past because I don't think he's going to deliver to that level. Dave, I know you're recording every day. You're doing. Give us where we can get more. Uh, talk to me. I, I don't know if you're doing any. You guys are on video. You're on pod. You're you're writing. It does, just please. Where can we get more? They, they 
they put our faces on YouTube. So on top of everything else that we're doing, you can see us on there and, and you can catch our podcast on there too. Fantasy Football Today is the name of the podcast. You can download it wherever you downloaded your podcast, Mike. So I know people can get it. So don't tell me, well, I can't get the Fantasy Football Today podcast. It's BS. I know you can get it. Download it that way or watch it on YouTube.com. Uh, you search for Fantasy Football Today and it'll pop up there. We also do live video on CBS Sports HQ. It's our 24-7, always-on sports news streaming service. There's a lot of really great stuff on there, highlights, analysis from people who know each game. I think you're going to be really impressed with what you see on CBS Sports HQ. Live every day, noon Eastern, Fantasy Football Today, an hour's worth of fantasy football stuff to help you win your league. Well, Dave, I tell you, if, if I'm undefeated this time next week, I'm going undefeated. I've got to make the run. Huh? I got bye week mania this week. I got McCaffrey on bye, Evans on bye. I got some some other wide receivers on bye. Hey, listen, if I'm here undefeated next week, I, I I may go undefeated. It's it's just that possible. You could go all the, the way. Yes, I could. Yeah. Dave, you're the man. We will talk to you next week, brother. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Man. See you, bye.